Increasing crime rates may be leading more inmates to consider moving out of prisons. Here, where the nation's incarcerated plan to flee to start a safer, quieter life. And later, what happens to animals when they die? Because I was supposed to feed my daughter's pet hedgehog this week, but I sort of forgot, and well, it's not really moving. And now I'm just hoping it won't make too much of a mess. Ugh. From The Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price, and this is The Topical. Existence is its own form of prison, and we're about to give you the news chair, so stay with us. As a number of cities across the country are reporting spikes in crime, the recent uptick is hitting some places harder than others, like in Sullivan County, Indiana, where the high crime rate in the Wabash County Correctional Facility is leading more inmates to consider moving away from the prison. OPR's incarcerated correspondent Marcy Hammond joins me now. Thanks for doing this, Marcy. Well, I appreciate the burner phone you snuck in for me, Leslie. You know, I'm still not completely able to sit down comfortably yet, but you're welcome. Now, Marcy, what can you tell us about the crime in Wabash Valley? Well, Leslie, residents will tell you that Wabash Valley has been on the decline for years. The surge of people moving in has forced one spacious single-person homes to be converted to hold two or even four occupants, while wages stay stagnant at 23 cents per hour. Hmm. Now, residents are seeing an epidemic of stabbings, robberies, assaults, and even murders in the maximum security prison, and that's putting residents on edge. You'd think all this security would be keeping people safe. Exactly. But the rampant violence and other crimes happening on a daily basis has forced a lot of folks to now consider whether or not they should pick up and start over someplace else. I spoke to some residents who are considering leaving, and here's what they had to say. Yeah, there's always a bunch of riffraff hanging around outside my place. It's getting into fights, cornering a new fish, and beating the shit out of them. I'd hate to leave my steady job sewing linens for pennies an hour, but I want to be a dad someday, and this is no place to raise a family. Wabash Valley has never been Pleasantville. But now you got to watch your back at all times. When my roommate got shipped just for insulting a guy named T-Blood, I started looking for a new place immediately. And while I hope to find similar amenities like laundry in the building and an outdoor weight room, I'm honestly not that picky. T-Blood says I only have five days to take the rap on his contraband offense, so I'm pretty desperate. A group of my peers recommended I spend the rest of my life here. I cannot believe I listened to them. This place is a war zone. While I can't imagine not being able to feel safe in my own home, I'd be happy to share the name of my broker with him. I'm sure he'd appreciate that, Leslie. Now, Marcy, who exactly are the individuals causing this uptick in violence? Well, the increased population is certainly a factor, but recent years have also seen the growth of white supremacist gangs operating in the area. Mm, this country is so divided. But then you also have long-standing members of the community that have a history of being homicidal maniacs. Sure. And what about the police? Wabash Valley has always had a large officer presence, but they've been largely ineffective and untrusted by the community. The prison did have a kind of neighborhood watch program that would inform authorities of criminal activity, but that no longer exists. Also ineffective? Well, as you're well aware, Leslie, snitches do get stitches. So nowadays, residents have to pay for their own protection by running errands or fucking someone up in a rival gang. Interesting. And where are most Wabash Valley residents moving to? According to my sources, not many have found new accommodations yet. But I did learn of one resident who's been moved to solitary confinement for at least three months, and I hear life moves much slower and is more peaceful in the dark by yourself. Mm, I'd love to spend some time off the grid like that myself. Thanks, Marcy. See you at your parole hearing next month. Thanks, Leslie. That's OPR's Marcy Hammond. Back in a moment. The news isn't over until you feel substantially worse about the world you live in. And that's the law. So here's what else you need to know today. 
Early voting is underway in many key battleground states, but accusations of voter suppression, particularly against minority constituents, are a serious concern. Georgia election officials, however, are looking to ease those worries and are assuring all African-American voters in the state that the ballot scanners at their polling location are, in fact, supposed to sound like a paper shredder and that all voting machines are working exactly as intended. Good to hear. And with no debates or rallies to attend, a board President Trump today reportedly spent an uneventful afternoon at the White House stabbing a Secret Service agent. Trump is said to be very excited to get back out on the campaign trail later this evening so he can once again put large crowds of excited people in harm's way, but said that slowly watching one of his Secret Service members bleed out on the Oval Office rug would at least help him pass the time until then. And some sad news out of the art world today, as the literary journal that was founded by a couple of your college acquaintances has announced it would be ceasing publication. It never was able to gain much of an audience, which makes complete sense considering the subject matter and the people running it, but sad to see it go nonetheless. And that's it for The Topical today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can like and subscribe to The Topical wherever you get your podcast. And you can also sign up to become a member of The Topical's Patreon, where for as little as $5 a month, you'll get access to all kinds of exclusive news content, including my weekly Leslie's Mail Sack segment. We've even got Marcy's new address listed up there, so you can write all kinds of letters while she's in prison to wish her well. So go sign up now. I think it would really cheer her up. And don't forget to tune in to tomorrow's episode of The Topical where we'll have the story of a wonderful organization that is on a mission to help fund women and minority filmmakers because they believe that everyone has a story to tell about Batman. So true. You won't want to miss it. We'll see you next time.